0: Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. If you have your Bibles or you'd like to turn your attention to the book of Matthew this morning or close to this afternoon, I'll try to be short. I I realize that God can do a whole lot more in a few minutes in your heart then you can listen to all the preaching ever if you just obey the Word of God. We're thankful for all of our visitors. Can we welcome them? If you're here it's your first time, this your first time in a Pentecostal service, this is mild. <laughs> but here's the reason, and what I tell my friends and people that come is... Um, God's touched our lives. He's changed us. We don't, we don't, we don't row the, the devil's boat anymore. We don't do his bidding. He's changed our lives. And that's why you see us worshiping the Lord while, the way we worship. And I've been in this way all my life, and I wouldn't cha- change it or trade it for the world. Because God's, God's not through with us. My feet are not on the streets of gold yet. But We're going there. Amen. We still got work to do. We still got worship to have. Here's another reason why the devil hates it when we come into this house. He doesn't like us to worship God. But that's the best thing that you'll ever learn to do is worship, to be a worshiper. To be a worshiper. Praise God. Matthew, the 11th chapter, three verses of Scripture that are familiar with you, but I want to kind of, go over it a little bit better so sometimes we can comb out a lot more stuff out of a familiar portion and that's what we want to do verse 28 of Matthew 11 come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden I will give you rest is there some laborers in the house today There's some people that are carrying some burdens and some heavy-laden stuff. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest, not just rest for physical, but rest all the way to your soul. If there's ever something people are looking for today, is rest all the way down into their soul. Huh. For my yoke is easy and my burden is definitely light. Praise God. Lord bless you, you may be seated. We want to preach to this topic today for a few moments on an invitation. An invitation. Um I I I'll be honest with you. When you get up here behind the pulpit and you start talking about yourself, it's it's <laughs> it's kind of like no holes barred kind of thing. Everything's open. Why not? So when I proposed to my wife, I was scared to death. I'm telling you, scared. Didn't know what was going on. <laughs> And when we got, w- I, I, and the time went so fast, didn't it, Carrie? For you know, it, you know, those years have gone, and she don't know. <laughs> She's still scared. <laughs> One of the first things we did is go get a picture done from a guy in the church up there. Because why? We had to print out an invitation. Like what? Oh, yeah, it cost some money. It might have cost us 50 bucks. I don't know what it was back in 79, but. No, it was before that, 77, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I know the date, but I don't remember (laughs) the year. (laughs) I need to move along, don't I? (laughs) My point was, or my point is, even to today, when the wedding's involved and you want an event to happen, you send out an invitation, formal invitation. And sometimes people get invitations, sometimes they don't. For instance, we couldn't send an invitation to everybody, you know, that we knew. We had to kind of call the list out a little bit. and It's just the way it is. Um, but Jesus has an invitation for you. And there's not a list that he has to call and say yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. It's everybody. That's what I love about him. He doesn't look at you, and he doesn't write you off and say, yeah, no, Raj isn't good. Uh, no, I want to do this one over here, not that one. It's everybody's coming. That's the good thing about him. So the, the, the issue is with the invitation is we have to do something with the invitation, don't you? You don't have to take it home and say, oh, look, we got an invitation to a wedding. Problem is it's in France, and we can't really go there or whatever, uh, you know, it's, it's important to have an invitation. The thing about it is everybody put a lot of money, and people put uh, an emphasis on the how important the invitation is. Because you feel better when you get an invite, don't you? You feel better and more important when you get an invite, and there's nothing more important than an invite from Jesus Christ. There's nothing more important to your life and to your soul and to help you out than to have an invitation personally from Jesus to say, hey, come here. Time for history. 243 years ago, on July the 16th, 1779, the Battle of Stony Point took place. 1,500 continental soldiers were ordered to take this fort that protruded out into the Hudson River in North uh, New York <coughs> under the command of General Mad Anthony Wayne. How many ever heard of him? No, okay. The Patriots were divided into three assault groups. They were set to begin at midnight. This is a strange battle in the Revolution because it took place at nighttime. The old saying is if you own the night, you own the war. People are afraid to sleep. Why? Because they don't know the enemy's coming. This happened at midnight. The Americans quickly ascended up to the fort. For instance, uh, Stony Point stuck out in the Hudson River, so they, they uh, ascended in from three different areas. And it was, a, it was an amazing feat, an amazing victory for one of the few for the Americans they assembled, the, uh, ascended up the fort. They had captured it at an amazing time of 25 minutes. Here's the point I want to bring. In General Wayne's dispatch to Washington after the battle, he said this, Our officers and our men behaved like men determined to be free. Let that sink in. Our officers and our men... Behave like men determined to be free. We can teach you how to pray. You can get the Bible and read of psalms or whatever. You can teach people how to pray. You can read and study, all of that kind of stuff. But one thing we cannot teach you is desire. We cannot teach you determination. That, my friend, is something you have to get on your own. And the way that things are, so our fight today isn't physical, we know that. We don't fight with muskets and cannons, but it's a spiritual fight. Can you say amen? How many are agreeing with me now that it's a spiritual fight? You know, a few years ago, this stuff didn't happen. All of a sudden, it's on the face and everywhere, all the news and the newspapers all over the place. It's a spiritual battle. People don't get it. They think that you should do this way and be nice to everything. You can't be nice to the devil. He's out to kill, to steal, and to destroy you. So it's a spiritual fight. And I don't have to learn to fight timidly you've got to understand that you've got to fight like these men at stony point that that it's determined on your freedom it's something that you've got to determine yourself to do to reach god not to settle back and say hey I'm just going to kick back and let somebody else lead the service. I'm going to let somebody else go to the hall. I'm going to let somebody else take this road. I'm going to let somebody else research this out. I'm going to let somebody else attend the prayer meeting. I'm let somebody else do this. It's not time to do that. Why? Because we're definitely in a battle, amen? People are tired. They're frustrated. They're shocked. They're scared. They're fearful. They're worried. They are uncertain of tomorrow. They're nervous over their finances. So what we need are spiritual patriots who are willing to fight like men determined to be free. Especially when God calls you to do something specific. Like, come. Simple. Just come. Our pride gets in the way, and we get stubborn, and sometimes tradition runs over. Oh, it's the same, it's the same, it's the same. It's not the same now, my friend. America, as you know it is not the same. It's a fight. so I'm gonna do something strange er <laughs> last Saturday on the fifth on the thirteenth. We had a prayer meeting here. I think there were like a dozen of us. That's OK. But it was a special, awesome presence of God in this place. We Prayed from six to eight. We had a wonderful time just singing and soaking up the presence of God. How many were there? If you weren't, that's fine. I've been singing this song, this old hymn for weeks that made me work into this message here, hymn number 120. If you know it, sing it with me. Hear the blessed Savior calling the oppressed. Oh, ye heavy laden, come to me and rest. Tell me with me. Come no longer, tarry. I your load will bear. Bring me every burden bring me every care chorus so come unto me and I will give you rest that's it take my yoke upon you hear me and be blessed for I e'er meek and lowly, come and trust my mind, oh, come. Do you know this song? My yoke is easy and my burdens lie. Some of us uh, are frustrated with the way things are going. Some of us wrestle with things that you weren't intended to wrestle with. He's here today to relieve you of all of that. But, as I said before, can teach you how to pray. You have to have the desire and the determination to come. You have to have the desire to get into the presence of God and stay there until things are taken care of. You have to have the desire to get to God and to pull your heart out. We can't teach you that. You have to learn this. <laughs> All ye that labor, and this, this word here, labor, is translated to feel fatigued, hard to work, to grow wearisome, to be tired, to be exhausted, to toil with burdens or grief. It means work that it's so heavy and so hard that it becomes agony to work. And I'm not talking about punching your clock at work, showing up at 8 o'clock and getting off at 4.30 or whatever you do. I'm talking about the things of life that you deal with every day. Be the kids, could be your family members, unsaved loved ones, things that just aren't working your way. And what happens is everybody, the way this world is now in our society, everybody's on edge, aren't they? Everybody's walking on eggshells. We still have people that wear masks and that have shields, and they're in their car, and they're driving by themselves. Why? Because they're wrestling with fear. That's the whole idea, and the purpose of this pandemic was to put fear into people and keep them that way. Jesus said, you come to me, and I'll take care of all of that stuff. I'm telling you as a testimony, it's such a relaxed feeling. You sleep better at night when you realize that you've handed everything over. Roger, it's just not that easy. I understand, but it takes determination on your part. And you have to keep throwing it on there. You have to keep emptying your heart. You have to keep putting until up here, upstairs, is done with it. I'm not worried about the work anymore. I'm not worried about the future anymore. I'm not worried about where the next paycheck's coming. I'm not worried about how to invest my finances. Why? Because I've got Jesus. Because I'm baptized in his name. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I rest in him. And I trust in His name. Ha! Yep. The monotonous struggle, in everyday life that ends in utter frustration, and it seems like you just don't get anywhere. I I built my house thirty six years ago. Wow. <laughs> Some mistakes I made. Which is not, I love doing. I love building and doing especially your own place, you know. Take your time to do that. <laughs> but yeah, you get tired of working on your house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another window to replace. I'm still etching them off. I still have the same list on my refrigerator. <laughs> and it always you, you make a plan, okay, you get this and that, and, and you can't get the part, or you got it all. Or here's this here's a statement. If you have the money, you don't have the time. And if you have the time, you don't have the money. How many with me? It's a list. It's an old list. (laughs) It's got it's got that old wrinkled up edge, you know, that you see in the museums with all those old papers. (laughs) Oh, I gotta put white gloves on to look at my list. (laughs) It's hard because you feel like you just don't get anywhere. You ever feel like you're you trying, you try, you try, you try, you try? You don't win. It's like playing my daughter-in-law in Scrabble. Don't ever play Taylor in Scrabble. Nope, not doing that. I learn, and know better. But in life, in your struggles and everything, you, 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 it's different. You walk different. You, you, you have a different smile on your face because now you're winning. How many are with me? And it doesn't matter just, I mean, just your job or doesn't matter the house. It doesn't matter anything physical or something. Even your health got to help you. Why? Because you're his kid. He knows where you're at. He knows what you're going through. And all I've got to do is come to him. And it's not just one time. I come to him daily. I'm in my prayer chair daily. I'm at an altar somewhere daily. I'm worshiping him somehow daily. Yeah, I may be short on time sometimes, but you know what? I'm still singing a song. Why? Because he inhabits the praises of his people. I'm singing a song and I'm worshiping, come unto me and I will give you rest. And it makes me feel better. Why? Because I know I'm in his care. How many are with me today? You understand where I'm going and where I'm coming from? It's a simple message. Just come. Just come. And you know there are people that don't. Eh, I got other stuff to do. I'm not going to embarrass myself. Well, let me tell you something. When you come to the Lord, pride's got to go. You, it, it's not, now I lay me down to sleep prayer up here. This is a place of dying. And it's the same with worship. Because I want to worship God because all that he's done for me. It's the same when I come into church. It's the same for every song. I'm going to worship him. He doesn't want you to worship. He doesn't want you to sing. They did their best to keep a mask on you and only have 25% of the population of the, of, the, of the building of the assembly to come. And that's not working either because you know what? They're the ones that are afraid now. The devil's the ones that are frustrated. They're the ones that are fearful. They're the ones that don't want us to do anything. But you know what? The church is traveling. The church is revival. The church is victorious. Push us down. But you know what? Rejoice not against me, O mine enemies. When I fall down, you may get a mask on me. You may push me here. You may affect my family there, but I'm going to rise back up. I'm going to make my way to an altar. I'm going to pour myself out again. Why? Because the Lord is for me. Nobody can be against me because there's nobody like Jesus. Bring on the monotonous struggle. There'll be an end to it. Don't think that God's left you. He knows right where you're at. The best thing that you can do for yourself is pull your heart out to God on an altar. The best thing you can do is make room for him in your life, no matter what, no matter who. Because we're all going to be there one day. I want to know him, don't you? I want him to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Ha! All right, I've gone 20 minutes. I'll hurry. Page 3. Jesus told his disciples, and the synoptic gospels are Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Three places this happens. He just told them, I'll just tell you the, the cliff notes. He told his disciples, get in a boat and go across the lake to the other side. And they eagerly obeyed because why they were veteran fishermen. Yeah. Let's get a boat. Let's get back out there where we're familiar with, you know. We can rest out there and have fun, you know. But in the midst of this storm, in the midst of this lake, there arose a great storm, and they struggled at what to do and how to keep from sinking. Sailors struggling of how to keep the boat afloat. So here's what they did. They kept rowing, they kept doing, they kept pulling the the sails, they kept holding on, they kept the rudder, they kept everything that they knew how to do, and it wasn't working. And they were fearful of drowning. So what did they do? They got Jesus up. Hey, somebody go get Jesus because why? We're losing control here. And if you are like me, (coughs) guys, everybody isn't like me, but to a point you are, because you like to be in control. There's a marriage thing coming up. I got more to say about that in a minute. I'm already in trouble. I might as well get all the way in trouble. Sometimes we just let them control. Okay. Okay. This is what the disciples ran into, and, and, and this is what it's wrapped around the word control. As long as you and I, as long as we can control things, Eh, I won't read the book, that's fine, I need to pray, I'm fine. As long as we can control things, as long as your life's just, you know, a nice, still sea, Galilee, as long as it's glass, fish are biting, you know, and the music's playing and you're just going along. As long as everything's fine, you're in control. Money in the bank, you know, it's doing this. Work's flowing good. Things are happening, you know, whistling along. As long as you're in control, things are cool. (laughs) Jesus who? What? Church? No, we're good. Vacation time, you know, we got to do this. As long as you're in control. things. When it gets out of control, where's the preacher? When it gets out of control, oh, my God, help me. When it gets out of control and there's an emergency room involved, when it gets out of control like these, like, like these uh, uh, disciples did out there, all you did is wear blisters in your hands. You went around in circles. You, didn't, you couldn't figure it out. You, all, all your training, all your professionalism, all the flesh, all, all the, the, the super stuff that you already know how to do and everything doesn't work right. And it's all falling apart. It's all coming apart at the seams. This is where you get Jesus. I have to hand it to them that they went. They knew where he was, and they went and got him up. And all he did is stand up on the boat and speak peace to this storm. And everything just settled down. Isn't this somebody that you want to come to? Isn't Jesus somebody that you want to put your all on? Isn't this something that you just want to go crazy over? I do. I want to dance. I want to sing. I want to take my hanky and flay it around. I want to run the aisles. I want to jump up and down and clap my hands. Why, he's worthy of all the praise. In my mind, he's not worthy of a little golf clap. That's what this word labor means. All ye that labor. Jesus has something to say to you today that are exhausted, that are worn out, that are chewed up and spit out by life's struggles. He gives you today an invitation to come to him and he'll give you rest. Here's some more of me. When you've had enough, you can stand and go or whatever you want. But here's some more of me. You hurry through life, you hurry through work, and get all that stuff done, you go, home, oh, man, it's about time. And everybody works. Just, it's not Friday yet. What are you worried about, you know? And then they greet you with happy Friday. And then you get But you know what happens? You get home and get rest. You can't believe it's 9 o'clock already. It goes so quickly. Then you've got to start all over again. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Where's my phone? You know, miss all this stuff up. Struggle. He gives you the rest for your soul, He gives you the peace that passes all your understanding. He gives you the sleep at night that He's designed your body to have. You can't get it in a bottle. A bottle is not going to help your struggle in life with yourself, with your family, with the things that God's help trying to help you with. It's a good thing that you're here into this presence. Because when there's a come, you've got a location that you've got to come to. It's right here. It's right here. He calls to those who are heavy laden, those who are burdened down with anxiety and fear, those of us who wrestle with our family members that might be unsaved, those of us who are tormented by unrepentant sin or issues that you've wrestled with or habits that you just can't break. Here's an invitation from Jesus today. Come, I'll give you rest. I'll help you with it. Who better to give your burdens to? Maybe a celebrity that would knock on your door or get your cell phone number and call you. Hey, Rod, just Tom Cruise. I was just in. How's Carrie and the kids? They don't tell that to me. They can't help me. The billionaires can't give me enough money. Oh, I just won that ticket number. If I just won, everything would be fine. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Maybe there's an author you could read a good book. Maybe there's a doctor you could go see. Nobody that I know has said this throughout history except Jesus because they cannot cash the check that's written. He can. (laughs) That's why he can say, come to me. All ye that labor and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Because why? He's the only one that is able. Let me read a couple scriptures, Isaiah 53, 4 through 5. Surely he hath borne our griefs. Amen to that. He's carried our sorrows. We don't have to carry them anymore. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, it's bothersome. But you know what? I've got a place I can deposit them. I've got a person that I can dump it all and say, Lord, you've got to help me with this. I've got somebody that will listen to what's going on, somebody that's got eyes that can see, somebody that's got ears that can hear my cry, somebody that's big enough to say, I will help you. Just give me some time. Yet we esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Nobody else can carry burdens like Jesus can. More of me. I still struggle with my eye. Been six years now. Check it once in a while, keep praying. Got to do it someday. Upon his, uh, if, if it is fine, if it's not, that's fine. <laughs> and I asked a doctor at, at at our place, not not the doctor I go to at the eye center, but, I said, what's going to happen with my eye in the future? You'll eventually lose it. Cause it's blocked. These things will start growing back. The foggy fingers will get bigger. I know a God. (laughs) I know somebody that said, come in, Raj. Come here. Don't you just love it when you get in the presence of God and he picks you up and he holds you? And all I got today is Jesus is my eye again. Come on. He knows everything about it. Huh. Colossians two thirteen and 14. And you, being dead in your sins, now uncircumcised of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven all, let's say all, having given you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, Which was contrary to us and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. All the stuff you struggle with, it was nailed to his cross. All the problems that you may face in the future, he nailed it to his cross. He covered it with his blood. He knows where we are at. Everything that comes in your way that we don't know an answer to and that we wrestle with every night, he's covered it up and nailed it to his cross. All the things in your family, (coughs) excuse me, all the things in your family that you can't answer, all the questions, all the feelings, he's nailed it to his cross. Isn't he a great God? There's nobody like him. Here's a good thing is God didn't make us to carry all of these burdens with us, to live life with a depressed state, to worry and to fear about everything. He didn't make us to do all of that. That's what he's for. He didn't say we wouldn't have any. And it's what you do with it that's important. How do you spend your weekend, Raj? Well, at the church. Again? Yeah. Gotta go to church. Gotta have church. What did you do? I went bowling and you know, I went to the bar and got drunk and I'm late for work. I'm in trouble again. Yeah. Sometimes we are our own worst enemies. Sometimes we. Are stubborn enough to keep rowing in the boat in the storm and not get Jesus up. No, oh, I've seen this before back in 64. You know, see, I can take we can take care of this. No, you can't. You realize you can't live without him. Jesus said, I've come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. I'm not going to be drugged down with depression. I'm not worried about my house list. I'm not worried about all that kind of stuff anymore. I used to. Why? Because I'm human. I used to worry about that. I used to worry about it. I used to, to listen to the news and think, what are we going to do? Not anymore. I want to be informed, but I don't want to worry about the information. Does that make any sense? Because <laughs> I've got a God. I got an old, another song. I'm not going to sing it, but it says, I remember when my burdens rolled away. Oh, those old songs are awesome, aren't they? Come unto me, he said, all ye that labor heavy laden. Take my yoke. If you notice these three verses? There's things that you are asked to do. He's not going to do them for you. He's going to invite, but he's not going to drag. Another lesson that I learned in life, flesh forces, spirit flows. When God moves on your heart and you're the one that has the white knuckle grip on the chair I've been there. Uh, You're the one that starts crying uncontrollably because God's dealing with your heart. But it's up to you to find the presence of God and to further that feeling because God's calling you to do something for him. Or I can just turn right around, wipe my tears and say, "You, you macho man, you know, let's go get something to eat. That's not how you satisfy the problems in your life. You put it all on him. I'm sorry, it's been more than 30 minutes. Let's go. One more item. Take my yoke upon you, something else we do. Learn of me, something else we do. For I'm meek and lonely in heart. Ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Another invitation in verse 29 goes to those who may be yoked. How many know what a yoke is? I'm not talking about an egg. You yoke to something that causes you grief, and it adds more pressure in your life. And here's the invitation. Get rid of that yoke. The Bible says the anointing breaks the yoke so that you can set yourself free, that you can be determined like men that are fighting to be free, that you choose to yoke yourself up with Jesus Christ. His request is to take his yoke, learn. Yokes can make the work more pleasant if the oxen are not matched and the weaker one receives all the bumps and the bruises. Yokes keeps your head down in shame and your posture broken as in slavery. So it's a choice in your life. I'm going to stay yoked to what I'm yoked. Because listen, everybody is yoked to something. Don't get out of it because your life, your breathing, your heart's beating, and your lungs are going, and your body's functioning. You're yoked to something. You're either yoked to something good that's going to help you out, or you're yoked to something bad that's going to be pitiful. I was uh, in Bible school. I hung drywall. And the problem was, i was a short guy. But when you they team you up with somebody that's taller, it's hard for the short guy to keep up with the tall guy, because then you got to get your hammers out, you got to get another step stool, you got to get up on the ladder. He stands on the floor and just goes like this. I don't have to do that. Why? Well, because you're not evenly matched. So when you yoke yourself up to something that's bad, like the scripture talks about. Uh, uh, being unequally yoked with righteousness and unrighteousness, you know that, and it, it, it's not a uh, people try to kid a date with a young sharp guy that's out of church because I can witness and get him into church. That's not how that works. Most of the time, it goes the opposite way. So don't yoke yourself with something out in the world that'll cause you pe- pleasure or cause you pain and a lot of pressure in your life. You're adding yourself more more harm. Yoke yourself up with something good. Yoke yourself up with somebody that's a prayer partner. Yoke yourself up with somebody that you see as walking with Jesus Christ. Why? He said his yoke is easy. Why is his yoke so easy? His yoke is made specifically for you. His yoke is made personally for you. He's got a yoke that you can put on. You choose to do this. Joshua said, choose you this day who you're going to serve. And it wasn't, just, it wasn't just Jehovah. It was all the other gods that they left. You can choose all the other gods that we left in Egypt, or you can choose Jehovah. He said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Why? Because I know his yoke is easy. I know he knows what's best for me. I know he guides my footsteps. Why do I want to yoke myself up with something that has no idea where to go, that has no idea what to do in the future, that has no idea what's good for me and my family? It's all about selfishness out there. And they will use you and spit you out and say, Let's, who's, who's next? And you're left on the side, roadside broken and hurt. And then you wonder, what. Where's all my friends? And then you wonder if you're like the prodigal son in the pig pen and I'll finally come to his senses and say, I need to get to church. Because why? Because that's where Jesus said to come to. (sighs) Jesus, listen. I'm almost all musicians. You can join me up here. Jesus will always carry the heaviest end. I mean, he's ever moved furniture, and I know for the guys, uh, guys, though, oh, no, no, wife, you get the light end. I will take the heavy end. They like that. You get an extra scoop of mashed potatoes because you know. It's just a. That's the way I was raised. It's chivalry, and it's not dead. No, 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 I'll take the heavy stuff. You go get the lights. The same with groceries. I'll get the case of water. You can carry the bananas. It's the way guys are. And it's more important with, with Jesus in your life. When you're yoked up with him, it fits you perfectly. The yoke doesn't wear that into your neck. It doesn't cause you more pain every step in your life. He makes it that way so it's easy. So he carries all the load. That's the way Jesus is. God made us and he knows us and he has a yoke made especially for you. Praise God. If you'd stand with me, i got one more scripture I'm going to read. <coughs> and then we're going to open up this altar uh, always. I don't know who I'm preaching to today. I don't know why God laid this on my heart weeks ago. But we can't keep carrying the burdens and keep carrying all the stuff and the junk and being yoked. Because he knows we get wore out. And I'm not a lazy individual. And I don't like, I'm not one that just says, you know, at the drop of the head every time, man, I'm so tired, I'm just so tired. She can tell you. Tell the truth. (laughs) The truth is, he's always tired. I need a bottle of Geritol. (laughs) But physically, with your health, with everything, your family, all all your problems, all that kind of stuff, Jesus is the only one that will help ease all of that and ease all of that things. But you've got to let him work. He can't work if you don't come. He couldn't touch people if they didn't come. He can't help him if you don't get him up out of the boat. He can't help you steal the storm if he's still sleeping. And it's up to us to come. It's up to us to, to uh, find him and to apply the yoke and to learn. Isaiah twenty ten and 27 says this. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden, let's say burden, the burden shall be taken away from off of his shoulders and his yoke from off of his neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing of God. Find the presence of God. Let the anointing of God fall upon you. It's not just for ministry, but yet we're all ministers. It breaks the yoke. It helps you live. It helps you lift yourself up. It gives you a, 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 a more a encouragement every day of life. Why? Because He knows what you go through. And He knows the best thing that He can give you is an invitation. So you can come if you want tonight, today. You can come right down here today. God's got something for you today. He'll lift it all up and He'll let it happen. If you fight like men that's determined to be free. Praise God! Let's sing it, can we? Yes! Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! If you need something from Him, it's here. Don't let our prayers be empty space. Come abide.